Welcome to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. This is where you're going to discover how to bring awakening into the body and into everyday life through powerful tantric teachings. Get ready to release, open and step into your true power. Throughout the next, um, yeah, many real month leading up to this powerful integrated feminine symposium, we're going to have a a lot of dialogues and conversations with amazing speakers and presenters. And but to start with, we have amazing Chantelle Raven, who I of course get to spend my life with and love and adore and shower with all of my affection. And uh, starting this whole journey into what a being a queen is and who is a queen and what does that even mean? I think it's a word that can get thrown around in our culture often. So. Here we are, and uh, for, for you, my darling, as we dive into this, thank you for being here. Thank you for saying yes to this. And um, what, what is a queen for you? What does that mean for you? Well, first of all, being able to ask for what you want. So can you come a bit closer? Mm, yes, darling. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's being living in the heart. So, you know, there's, there's so much mind and there's so much busyness. And really, to me, being a queen means that the focus is here and when we communicate the way that we're living our lives where our focus is put so one of the big things i notice with people is i guess this kind of selfishness where there's not a lot of thought put into how our choices impact others or what's best for everyone or tuning into people and supporting them and a queen she really has a queendom right so mm she's she's very interested in her people she's interested in leaving a legacy she's interested in coming from this heart space and being a transmission of love that can then vibrate out and hopefully inspire others to also live from their heart so there's a service element to it where she's very interested in serving as many people as she can with the power of her heart and the power of love there's a an element of attunement needed in that and attunement to the collective rather than the individual and then of course there's also a space of that that a queen really knows what she's worth so she knows that she is love and therefore anything that's not love and above doesn't really resonate with her and she's a no to that so you know whereas a princess will kind of um throw tantrums when she doesn't get what she wants or, you know, she's often the lady in waiting, waiting for her man to come, a man to come and save her. The queen is definitely not a lady in waiting. She wants to be fully chosen. She has no shame in requesting that. And where she's not fully chosen, she's simply not interested. And that means that she's integrated her own masculine. So another big part of being a queen is the inner union piece. The princess is very polarized in the feminine mm. and you know the feminine is beautiful and the queen certainly has delicious aspects of the feminine of really being in her joy and connected to nature and surrendered and in flow and able to relax allow and let go pleasure to move through her in the bedroom and out of the bedroom but if we and and to be connected to her emotions but if we're too polarized in the feminine then emotions tend to get wild, dependency tends to set in, there's not a strong sense of purpose. So we become dependent on men 
either financially, emotionally, or spiritually, or all three. So the queen has her own masculine here. And what that means is she has a daily practice where her witness is being cultivated, where she's growing in her capacity to be with her own sensation and experience instead of outsourcing that. Meditation is a big part of cultivating masculine energy. So if you don't already have a meditation practice and you're wanting to cultivate masculine energy as a woman, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the other, the, the other practice that really supports the cultivation of masculine energy is, you know, this awareness on the heart that I've been talking about. It's bringing Shiva, bringing awareness into relationship with Shakti, into relationship with the heart, into relationship with the breath and the emotions so that we can move forward in life from the heart, so that we can follow our, our joy, which ends up leading to our purpose. So masculine and feminine energies work really beautifully together. Mm, thank <laughs> you for that very strong, clear download of the queendom. And I guess a question for, for you, and obviously knowing you very well, you know, your childhood, the, you know, you used to say you were kind of the, the princess on the hill, and that's how you were raised. And what was the transition? And, and I ask this because I feel like there's a lot of women who understand kind of the princess archetype to a degree, but there's a very strong transition in life and finance and business from being a princess to being a queen. Mm -hmm. Like, what was it for you that really kind of supported that, that transition or, you know, in, in watching that in your day-to-day -day life, how can you, you know, what feedback or tips could you give to someone who's wanting to make that transition? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so a few things. The first absolute essential is to undo the hooks that you have with your father. Well, with both your parents, but especially your father. So I was definitely daddy's little princess. And I know some women aren't the princess and then they want to be the princess, so they project that. So we either have a projection on the men in our lives as wanting them to be the father and the savior that they had or the one that they didn't have. So when we can unhook from our father and we can take that projection off, then that's really the beginning of entering our queendom. And this is not an easy thing to do because basically our nervous system is wired that whatever we experienced in our childhood with our father, that's naturally what we're going to want, either consciously or unconsciously, usually unconsciously. So, you know, I have a lot of female clients who don't know why they attract men who are constantly abandoning them or, you know, um, not validating their emotions or not mystical enough or not showing up for them spiritually. And even though they want all of that, actually unconsciously, they're wanting a duplication of their father because that's what their nervous system is accustomed to. So that's probably a whole podcast <laughs> in itself. But the important thing to know is that really you want to transition into being friends with your parents and undoing the hooks that are there where you're still expecting them to parent you that that's part of entering the queendom part of becoming a queen yourself is letting go of the princess that wants mummy and daddy to provide and mummy and daddy to fix things and you know that happened for me when i became a mother myself and it it, it, it took quite a few years especially you know i'm italian and Italian families tend to be very close-knit so it, it's been it's been over a decade really of me 
of me really working with this energetic of who am I without my parents? Who am I without all of that conditioning I received from them and all of the unconscious patterns and desires and expectations? So, you know, each of you is a soul who has your own purpose in life, who has your own beautiful heart beating, that has your own desires. And, and until you can strip away the conditioning you received from your parents and the projections built from that, then you're not going to be able to be a queen. The queen is, you know, the, the throne of the queen is your unique heart, your unique soul that has very little to do with conditioning. Hmm. So if I'm, I'm hearing you correctly, the, the queen is, it's, she's her own entity. She's her mm -hmm. own essence that really mm -hmm. doesn't rely upon anyone else to know that from within herself mm -hmm. and to really feel that and to vibrate that into the world. Yeah, and I want to make an important distinction here because when I was consciously going into more of the queen archetype, anyone who knows me knows that I'm very into archetypes. I did my thesis on the archetypes and based on Carl Gustav Jung. And it was really this enriching experience for me to explore all of the different archetypes. So I'll just put in there that the queen has all of the archetypes. She's the warrior woman who's determined, who follows her truth no matter what, who doesn't modify herself to suit others, but has the discernment to, you know, attune to the, to the wider spectrum of life and the community. Um, there's the lover archetype that is receptive and surrendered and, you know, lover of life, lover of beauty. And then there's the priestess who's really tuned into her intuition, into magic and ritual and the mother energy, which is, you know, the foundation of unconditional love. So the queen is holding all of this. But when I was coming into the queen energy, what I really had to balance was my warrior and my lover. So, you know, that part of you that's saying, um, you know, she doesn't need anything. That's where I was coming from. But actually part of becoming a queen is knowing that you absolutely do have needs. And, you know, my first kind of introduction into Tantra, which was a lot of male teachers, I got this wrong impression, wrong for me that being a sovereign individual meant that I don't need anything. And actually a big part of my journey has been learning how to ask for what I need because everybody needs love. Everybody's needs are different. And there's a difference between having needs and being needy. When, when we have needs, there's not a huge amount of them to start with, but they're connected to our values. And we're willing to um, let go of attachment to a relationship if the needs that we have create an incompatibility and those needs are very important to us. So to give a, a, an example, a need that I have is that my partner loves my children and is connected to them. Mm. But the old me thought I didn't have to have any needs. So men that I were with who didn't want much to do with my children, I really compromised on that and allowed that to happen because, you know, I shouldn't need anything from everyone and I'm this sovereign tantric queen. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> you know, you, you have needs, you have a right to your needs and a strong suggestion is to write down what your highest values are and be very clear on those values and be very clear on what you need in a relationship for that relationship to be compatible, for you to feel nurtured, worshipped, fully chosen and cherished. You have a right to those and that's not to say that 
Um, there's not preferences that, be, that can be compromised, but there's non-negotiables that are really good to get clear on. And in my experience of working with women in this, and with men actually, I support men in finding their queens as well, there's, there's at least three or four non-negotiables. And if you were clear on that in before entering relationships, you would save yourself a lot of hardship because what ends up happening is that couples, once the honeymoon period is over, they start to really have this push-pull, love-hate relationship based on their needs and values not being fulfilled. But they're arguing about it instead of just going, hey, you know, what I really need is to have sex every second day at the very least. I need you to really love my children. And I need that when we're in service together, we're annihilating our egos. And it's not about status or what we look like or what we're getting, but it's about what we're giving. So just say those are three primary values. And then I'm with Aaron and he only wants to have sex once a week. He doesn't want anything to do with my children. And when he's in service, He's more interested in what he can get than what he can give. Obviously, we're not fucking compatible, right? <laughs> Maybe two of the things are, are compatible and one thing's not, and then we can have a discussion. But you don't want to compromise. Like, if, if for Aaron, not being a father is something that is really strong for him and he feels that that's important, and then he tries to negotiate on that, he's going to end up resentful, right? So when you compromise, let it be from a place of joyful sacrifice. And joyful sacrifice never has resentment. So this is another aspect of the queen. The queen in shadow, she sacrifices way too much. And I also know this one quite well. But the queen, when she's integrated, she's aware when she's compromising and she's, she's doing that joyfully. She's making a sacrifice because it's bringing someone else so much joy that she can feel that. And I feel like being a mother, really teaches you that there are other ways to learn it and it's one little trick that actually I, I gave homework to a woman who she was like can you just give me the mother transmission without me becoming a mother I'm like well that's hard we did a few different things but one thing I suggested to her was do one nice thing for someone every day where you're not getting anything back and maybe they didn't even know that you're doing that one nice thing because anyone who has children you know right you're constantly giving and you're not getting a lot back, especially in the earlier years. And that, that ability to pour love out because you love someone so much and see, see how much joy that's bringing is really cultivated through the mother archetype. So again, you know, to really embody the queen energy, go into all of the different archetypes. And if you go to um, the Elia website, I've, I've written a blog on all the different archetypes. And yeah, if, if you want to dive into it even deeper than that, then then contact me privately. I, I love initiating women into the different archetypes. Hmm. Yeah, and I believe the, the workshop you'll be delivering for the feminine symposium, symposium is on archetypes. Be about the, uh -huh. the feminine archetype. So uh -huh. if you're listening and you want to check it out, she'll be delivering a piece on the feminine archetype. Oh yeah, that's perfect. I forgot all yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, 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 in the symposium with other 60 other incredible presenters. So, and that's the, the integratedfeminine.com. You can check it out now. It's all there. Um, and, you know, one of the things I heard you say is around kind of the, the, the selfless service of the mm -hmm. queen. And I, I love this, this place of, you know, being in service. And I know a big part of my journey was like learning how to 
like receive as much as I wanted to give. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the shadow that I see comes into this mother kind of queen archetype that I, I see both women and men get confused with is I want to serve, I want to give, I want to give, but then they actually forget the value of, of receptivity and mm -hmm. like allowing gifts to come in, allowing things to come in. What would you say around that? Because if you're someone listening and you really find that place of, wow, I'm really altruistic and I, I love giving and giving and giving, but when it comes to receiving, sometimes the door gets closed and, and you know, a great queen, she, she lavishes in beauty and she lavishes to, to have full receiving. And I, and I get such a powerful transmission from you when I, I feel you receive because you receive with so much joy and it actually like, and invites me to want to give more because I feel how much you appreciate when 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 you're receiving. But that can be a challenging piece for somebody. Mm -hmm. Like, what uh, if there's anything you could share around that dance between the giving and the receiving to someone mm -hmm. listening? How how would they benefit from that? Okay, so first of all, reframing selfless service mm. to joyful sacrifice made mm. all the difference. And and I'll tell you why because when you're sacrificing or you're in service selflessly, then you burn out. And actually, because you're doing it from that burnout place, when people give to you, you think they're burning out. Or if you're giving from resentment or obligation or um, or a place of, yeah, exhaustion, what whatever we're experiencing, we're assuming someone else is experiencing. So for me, once I actually, instead of just selflessly serving and sacrificing a lot of my energy and time, I actually started to go, hey, you know, I matter. And when when the question came up of me giving, I started to develop this deeper attunement and check in with myself. Like, okay, if I do this, am I a full-bodied yes? You know, I my history is cervical cancer, which is what brought me to Tantra. And a big part of that cancer was a lot of resentment and a lot of stored rage and anger at how much I'd given, how much I'd said yes when I was really a no. And and this is the warrior archetype that I, I had to really feel that resentment, feel that anger, feel where it got stored in my body and manifested as cancer. And, you know, I had to kind of polarize a little bit. I had to get really selfish for a while before I could find that swing in the middle so I actually spent a month, my mentor at the time, he gave me a challenge. He used to give me different challenges that were quite fun. I did one month in my masculine, which is another story, but that was super fun. I went to a gay club, dressed up in my masculine. Anyway, so, um, so for this challenge, it was that I had to only think of myself for the decisions I made for a whole month. And this was so far out of my conditioning and, it, and, it, and I realized, fuck, I'm constantly thinking of others. And, you know, don't martyr yourself if you're one of those people. Because I was getting goodies out of that. It meant that I was avoiding receiving, you know, what you're talking about. And I feel like what, what uncovered from me, from my unconscious, the deeper I dived into the journey of discovering what's within the intelligence of my cells, is that I had a huge fear of intimacy. And the way that I would keep people at a distance was to just give to them, give to them, give to them and not receive. And so the only time that I really received was from my father, who I associated that with, and from spiritual teachers. So once I did this experiment, 
then I started to go, okay, and asking my mentor, but I don't want to just think of myself. I enjoyed it for a month. I also don't want to do what I was doing before. How do I how do I get to that place in the middle? And he actually introduced me to this to this subject of joyful sacrifice and gave me a beautiful discourse on all of the different types of sacrifice and, the, and why this one is is the most empowering. So I feel like once you learn the art of joyful sacrifice and you feel the joy in giving to people, you can naturally receive because you know that you're gifting them. So when I receive from you, I'm assuming, even if you're not enjoying it, I'm assuming that you're enjoying it as much as me mm. because you know, we we see things the way that we are. So anything, and, and this is another piece of gold in order to live in your queen know that when you change the things that you're looking at when you change the way you're looking at things the things you look at change so it, once you disentangle from your conditioning you can look at things from the space of soul from the space of heart from who you are mm. and things change when you look at them that way and it means that some jobs relationships um fall away your choices of where you live fall away it's it's not an easy journey coming into queen actually it requires a, a great death and rebirth especially when you're first coming into it and then that death and rebirth continues to happen and the other huge important essential aspect of being a queen is a deep willingness to enter the temple of your soul and feel what is truth. And when you have emotions, you go underneath, 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 underneath until you hit void. And in that void space or in the holy darkness, as I like to call it, you get to see things from soul instead of the mind or from your conditioning. And then you can bring that back up with you. And, and I feel like, in the space of entering the heart of the queen and calling in Kali. You know, the queen also plays with different deities, which I'll go into in this. It's good that I can say that now, which I'll go into in this <laughs> symposium. Calling Kali, calling Shiva, you know, the destroyers of the ego, calling your witness, call in that fierce, dark mother, so that everything that you're experiencing you are looking at that, you are feeling that, not in a way where you're addicted to process, but in a very centered way where actually the masculine and the feminine are here working together to become more aware of what the truth is that your body has to tell you. So body wisdom, heart wisdom becomes the primary go-tos over the mind. Mm, thank you. I feel like that, that piece is so important in this journey and you know one of the things i heard you say is around to really be a queen she has to you know whether male body or female body enter in the, to the temple of the soul mm -hmm. and go into that and and just for people listening like that might sound uh, of course for us like entering into the temple of our soul but like what does that like quantitatively mean mm -hmm. for somebody who's like hey i'm pissed off at my you know, my, my partner who's not doing this, mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to enter the, the temple of it my means, soul. Like, it means like, that, like, what does that mean? <laughs> it means that you have a willingness to strip away anything that's not your essential nature. Mm. And your essential nature is love. And the queen knows that. So when any, when she's not feeling loving, when love isn't flowing, 
she knows, okay, I'm, I'm in illusion right now. And that, that illusion, we can meditate and go transcend beyond that illusion. Or we can meditate and go deeper into the illusion which lives inside of us in the memory cells of our body that are projecting that illusion in the first place. So when we can, and you know, this is another huge topic. So watch other podcasts when I talk about diving into the emotional body. But once we allow the emotional body to vibrate, once we dig deeper, that's where freedom is. That's where freedom is. And, and then once one, when we're in that space, it, everything looks much different. You know, it's really simple. You don't have to create conflict. You don't have to create drama. You can just make requests. And if that person can't meet your requests or life can't meet your requests, you change the direction of your life or you enter another, you let go of that relationship. So what is simple is most profound. And the queen energy lives in a much deeper simplicity than the princess. You know, the princess is and the queen is here in, in a much more vertical reality where that vertical reality is definitely horizontal as well and reaching out to people. But there's a deep knowing and practice of taking the focus from outer to inner so that actually we can be of greater service to the outer. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the inner journey is really going in, discovering, finding out, and then that way the, the queen actually shows up in more service mm -hmm. when she's showing up for herself. You yeah, know, and great. that's not just with difficult times. It's also go in and feel what's going to light you up today. What's going to, you know, this morning in my meditation, I'm like, fuck, I've been working all week and I haven't had a day off, even on my day off. Today, I want to have fun. I want to eat beautiful food. I want to get a massage. But if I didn't have that drop-in space, so... What meditation allows is a time and space for you to take that focus from outward to inner and come into some embodied self-inquiry where we're asking ourselves the important questions of what's underneath that, what's underneath that, and what's my bliss? How can I follow my bliss? And, and, the, and these two things really need to be in balance. You know, for me, I used to be over the top in taking responsibility and diving into all of my shit and you know in the past if Aaron didn't want to do something I wanted to do that day I would just do what he wanted to do and and then you know I would feel resentful for that and then have to do a process about that and now I'm like you know what it's okay to follow my own bliss and what I want to leave on is that a queen is not the earth orbiting around the sun right so the princess and where I used to be is whatever our relationship I was in, that man was the sun and I was just orbiting around that sun, modifying myself, compromising, doing anything to feel loved. And now I'm the earth and the sun. And that's where I feel I found my queendom. Mm, that's beautiful. <laughs> and, you know, and one of the things I want to share that I, I love the transmission you, um, on so many different levels, but one of the things coming to my mind is when we're eating and there's just this like, innate love of pleasure whether it's the food you're eating like every bite is always like oh my god this is the best food ever and i just like and it, it it's it's intoxicating in a way and i could just feel that the the joy and the pleasure that vibrates through you that you bring into into world into life and it's something that 
yeah, it, it impacts me more and more, and I feel like my own inner queen, my own inner feminine. <laughs> that's a that's a great transmission of that, like jubilance and love, and 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 like saying yes to the amazingness of this life. And you know, I, I guess to to close, like if if people listening right now, there's a lot of people right now suffering. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. going through some challenging times where they're losing their jobs. You know, somebody's sick. You know, there's a lot happening in the chaos of the world right now if you had like three like really strong clear points to deliver to male and female bodies about stepping into their queen in a time of of chaos and suffering like what what would that be yes so first of all find the things that you can be grateful for you know and sometimes these things are hidden so the obvious is you know if you have a roof over your head if your loved ones are with you if you have access to food, you know, simple things that maybe you take for granted, but that people in the world now, and not just now, but at different times don't have. And, you know, there's a lot about gratitude, gratitude, and there's a reason for that. Gratitude can completely change your mindset from despair into a much more um, open radiance. Because we're, we're, so, we're so lucky if you're listening to this and, you know, you're in modern Western culture, we we have so many blessings that we take for granted and then yeah any any other things that you can feel to be grateful for because you know the more grateful you are the more that you're going to have a fullness about you that that can overspill um the second thing i would say is to really learn how to be lovingly present with whatever's showing up and Mm -hmm. whether if you're in chaos at the moment you know, there's a higher order coming. If you're in pain at the moment, there's happiness coming because pain and pleasure in the flow of life, chaos and higher order in the flow of life. And we have this judgment on the chaos and on the pain and we think we need to fix it. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing to fix. This is a period in your life where there's a lot of pain, perhaps a lot of chaos. And can you just give that loving presence you go, it's okay to be falling apart right now. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to be angry. You know, so much of the mental health industry and even the spiritual world is about, oh, how you can get from here to there, how you don't have to feel your pain anymore. And there's this there's this um, above the water dulling of the symptoms, right? Through addictions, avoidance, mental health, spirituality, this course, that course, and we need to go underwater. We need to pierce whatever's under the surface with our awareness, with a lot of presence and say, you know, and do it now. Just put one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly and breathe into the heart space and just listen. Listen to what's going on in there with so much love. I see you. I feel you. It's okay to feel angry, it's okay to feel sad, it's okay to not know what the fuck is going on, to be scared. It's okay to be with that. Can you be with that? Mm. And maybe after this you want to just sit for a few moments and really be with what your experience and give yourself full permission to, to be with that. 
And, you know, we've got podcasts on how to feel your emotions because, you know, one of the things with trauma, and this is a traumatizing time for people, is that it gets stuck in our cells and then those cells produce more cells, which ends up becoming disease, which is also what happened to me. And you don't want that to happen. So you want to catch it. So you need to shake. You need to discharge the energy that's trapped in those cells. And then the third thing I would suggest is ask yourself, you know, what's one thing I can do for myself today to feel love, to feel joy? There's always one thing, even if it's getting some massage oil and rubbing it all over your body and letting your hands become, you know, the lover that you want. Maybe you want to just go and buy a dress and fuck it, just buy the dress. Maybe, maybe you do just want to sit in meditation or call someone that you haven't spoken to for a while. What's one or, you know, sit in front of a plant and meditate on the plant and become one with it. You know, I might just be a tripper, but I quite <laughs> like that. So whatever, whatever you're choosing, experience that choice fully and go, okay, I'm going to let myself be, be filled up with this. And, you know, the suggestion I made earlier, what would it feel like to do something nice for someone? You know, I, I love doing that because they're so surprised and then feeling their happiness on the other, other end, you know, makes, makes me feel so happy. And yeah, check out practices to bring in a union in, practices to validate your emotional body. I have so many blogs on the Alaya website that that are that are written by me in that overflow space that I'm talking about where I don't want people to have to go through what I went through to get to the realizations I'm I'm all about giving you a thorough synthesized track to freedom which gives you practices discourse and integration tools so so check it out <laughs> mm, beautiful thank you so much sweetheart for your wisdom and beauty and radiance and everything that you bring to so many people's lives and to my life as well it's a joy to have you as my beautiful baby <laughs> if you're listening and you love to hear this woman's voice and her wisdom and uh, so many others as well go to the integratedfeminine.com you also can look at the integrated being and you can find a free master class from us which goes to the other side the kingdom which could be a conversation for another time mm -hmm. you can get a free master class diving into this so we're here to support you um send send me a message if any of this resonates comment below the event for the symposium is happening in september it's going to be an online course as well so Lots of resources out here. There's a lot of things to support your journey. We love you. We see you. And uh, thank you for being here. Thanks for listening to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. For more great free resources, in-person and online workshops and our retreats, find us on Instagram and Facebook at Elia Tantra School or visit elia.com.au. See you next time.